Hi there, you're listening to Inspired Living with The Valminator, episode number one. Hey everyone, Velma Garns here, also known as The Valminator. I'm really excited because this is a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. And something I've been wanting to do for a really long time is a podcast. And not so much the podcast as it is creating my own brand. So I've been looking forward to um, interviewing people who I think are the unsung heroes. I feel like I'm one of those unsung heroes. And I really wanted to bring forth the people in my life who really have an impact on me and have and continue to have an impact on me the people who have passed through my life and maybe I don't have as much of a connection with but I'm really excited to say the least and so I wanted to start off this first episode as to Um, to introduce myself. And I think this will be an ongoing iteration because one of the things I wanted to stop doing was not doing something because I didn't feel like I had all the pieces into place. You cannot drive a parked car. It's one of the things that I've always heard Joyce Myers say. Actually, maybe he only said it a couple of times, but you know what I mean. It's one of those things like you will be course corrected as you go forth. So trying to perfect everything before I move into the direction before I move forward was something I wanted to stop myself from doing. So I'm really excited to be sharing some information with you. This first episode is going to be a really short episode. Um, We'll see how it goes. I am really excited to be sharing information. I will give you the reasoning behind, partially which I've already given, why I wanted to start a podcast. For one, I... Um, it was hard for me to do because I hate the sound of my voice. I think I talk really nasally and no matter how hard I try to not talk nasally, I still sound nasally to myself. I don't know how I sound to you, but those are the limiting factors that I put on myself is the sound of my voice and also, um, putting myself on video. I just had limiting factors because I'm not in a place where I really love to be, weight wise and someone who is supposed to be a personal trainer, I think should have, uh, tabs on that. So I sort of pushed all of that self, all of that self doubt and, um, that kind of stuff aside and just decided to move forward regardless, regardless of whatever. So this is why I'm here today. So I stopped putting off the podcast. I stopped putting off the videos. I stopped, I stopped, I stopped, I stopped because I wanted to stop stopping myself. And I don't know if that makes any sense to you. So I am here. And again, my name is Velma Garns. I'm also known as the Velminator. I have a lot of experience in this field. And that's one of the other things that I have learned to become accept about myself is to own up to my experiences and, um, and to start talking about it. And so the only way to do that and move forward and in the therapeutic In a therapeutic sense, I have been really owning up to who I am, where it is I stand today. There is no need for me to be embarrassed. 
There is no need for me to be ashamed. I'm very grateful for where I am in my life, but I do want to get better and continue to get better. And I've also spent some time looking at the people that I've been spending most of my time with in my life and just reevaluating everything. Now, I'm almost at midlife. I'm 48 years old. I'll be 49 here in a matter of weeks at the time that I'm putting out this podcast, my very first episode. So I am really in a place where I don't give a shit. <laughs> so after you get a few years behind you and you get some knowledge and, um, you know, some wisdom, it's, you just get to a point where, wh- what the hell am I doing? Why should I even care anymore? And really, the more you put yourself out there, the more you want to put yourself out there because you realize that there's so many other people that relate to what you're going through. And you being silent about it is not helping anyone. So that's why I am doing this. It was one of those things that I have been wanting to do for a really long time. Not only that, but I keep getting overlooked by a lot of um, outlets. I'll just call them outlets. And so I got really tired of that. And I mean, I wanted to become, um, like for instance, I wanted to be on different media outlets, let's say like uh, in magazines or even locally or just considered for certain types of things. And I felt like I just kept being overlooked. I don't know if it's because, and there's lots of things that I have to be grateful for. Let me just put that out there, but I'm not to the level that I felt that I wanted for myself. So part of the reason why I am starting this whole Omnimedia push for myself and my brand is because I really want to provide a platform for people who I believe are the unsung heroes like myself. We don't want to really watch cats vomiting. We don't really care about the latest person who left their corporate job to step into this industry. And now all of of a sudden they're plastered everywhere. Like, I don't care about that stuff anymore. What I want to do is talk to the bitch who's been doing it for 30 plus years and why she's been doing it for so long, because there's so many people like myself who need that kind of recognition, I believe. And it's not that we need that kind of recognition, but you know, it's nice to have a little pat on the back for something that you've sort of um, spent your entire life or something you've been doing longer than half of your life that would be nice that someone would say, hey, why don't we look at this person and see how they're doing it, why they're doing it, what's behind them continually doing, even though they're not getting the recognition that they deserve, what keeps them in it? Like, why do they continue to do the things that they're doing? So that is my premise of why I started everything. That's the premise of why I do everything the way I do it. I care about people. I work my ass off. And I believe that because no one else is really saying that and no one else is going to say it for you, let me just say that. So unless you decide to start speaking up for yourself, which is what I've decided to do, then no one else is going to do it for you. So that is my premise for starting this entire um, this entire podcast. I'm really excited because there's so many people that are popping up into my mind that I would love for you to hear from and are amazing people and have certainly uh, impacted my life in positive ways. Some have impacted my way, my life in negative ways, but you won't be hearing from those people as far as I'm concerned. Those are people that have lied a fire under my ass and keep me moving forward for sure. Um, but I want you to be able to hear from people that maybe you normally may not have the 
the ability to be able to hear from them because they're the unsung people. So that's my premise for starting this whole thing. So I'm just going to start by, or I'm going to begin or continue <laughs> telling you a little bit about myself. And in case you don't know it yet, my name is Velma Garns. I have been a personal trainer for about 30 years. It's going a little bit longer than 30 years, uh, but I always have to um, stop myself and count the amount of time. Okay, so I have, I'm into an iteration now where I'm calling myself the Velminator. This is my brand, and I am, my MO is developing uniquely choreographed, low-impact, high-demand workouts for the low-maintenance, high-performance woman. That currently is my iteration, is my most latest iteration, and I'm trying to um, continually develop the brand. I want everyone to be able to relate to. So I, my, my brand is about empowerment, mostly women empowerment, and now I know that this day and age is the perfect time for um, the, the empowered woman. Um, but I feel like empowered has been overly used and abused. And so I don't really so much like to use that word. So I'm always looking for another word to use besides empowered because I feel like everyone sort of jumped on that word. So I'm trying to, so you may hear me come with up with another iteration eventually. So I just want to be able to tell you that, um, my mom was my first client and she was having issues with her weight. And even though she was trying things that were popular back then, when I was growing up, I knew intuitively that whatever she was trying at that time was a terrible idea. And things like Gloria Marshall's and AIDS candies come to mind. I don't know if, if you're old enough or old as I am to remember AIDS candy. She had, there was 10 of us, there was 10 kids. I am of the younger, so I'm the youngest girl. There's one more younger than I am. I have a, a younger brother. And so she had a hard time getting her weight off and she never really exercised. So I was the one that pretty much started her doing that because I was always active. I was into a lot of sports. I did track, I ran track. I was really good at track, but I wasn't really... I didn't have um, great coaching, so, and that's probably just an excuse, but I thought, I think I could have, I went to state maybe one time, and um, like I said, I mean, I was great, but I wasn't that great, <laughs> you know, like, I was pretty good, I could have been so much better had I had proper coaching, but I just kind of, um, you know, just one of those things you participate in, and honestly, I couldn't wait for track season to be over with, and I would threaten the coach if he made me run anything longer than the 220. Uh, because I, <laughs> I just thought the 400 was the hardest race on the planet. And the monkey already jumped on my back at halfway through the 200 because I'm thinking there's no way in hell I can do a 400. But I think if I would have pushed, I would probably have been able to do pretty, be pretty good at more than just a couple of races because mine were, cert, were the short races where, you know, sprints. I was pretty good at sprints and also uh, hurdles. Um, and I was also a cheerleader. Um, yeah, those are the good old days. Uh, and I certainly, I enjoyed doing all of that. I'd been a cheerleader since I think about the eighth grade or so. Um, and somewhere in there is volleyball. I did some volleyball. So it was back then when I started training my mother that I noticed I had a real knack for motivating people. So I'd get up really early in the morning with her just to train with her and help her with her diet and everything else. And so it was just one of those things where maybe she wasn't enjoying it so much and I probably should have paid more attention to that. And the only way I knew if the, she was, you know, getting anything out of it is how I would hear her talk to my sisters and 
Um, and pretty much my sisters would back me up and be like, well, health is important. <laughs> so, you know, that was one of those things. Um, so I was starting to notice back then that it was easier for me to show up for someone else than it was for myself. I, I just as, as far as, um, um, organized, what am I trying to say? Organized education. As far as organized educations, I have a master's in exercise science and I noticed that I actually graduated cum laude and the only reason why I found that out was because I was, Ohio State had asked me to come train their athletes, which was a really huge deal. I never thought this could happen. But they asked me to come and train their athletes. It was the boys and girls track team or the men and men's and women's track team. And um, I just didn't think it would happen. They had caught me in a class when I was teaching for a specific studio. And it was a wife of one of the coaches who had, was in my class. And she came up to me and she started saying, you know, you are an excellent instructor. I would really love for you to come and, you know, teach for the boys and girls track team. I'm like, oh, really? That's great. <laughs> because I have taught other track teams before, but they were for high school. So this was what I thought she was referring to. So I was like, okay, that's great. But when she said Ohio State, I'm like, get out of here. That was my first, like, I was like, no, this is not happening. I was like, whatever, all right. So I literally, I gave her my number and I forgot about it. That's how much I thought this was going to happen. So I get this call the next day and I see the number ring, but I don't pick up because I don't recognize the number. So, and then I get this voicemail and she introduces herself. She's like, I met you yesterday, blah, 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 in the class. And my husband really wants to talk to you, la, 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 because I told him about your class, do, do, do. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> at least she's following up. I guess that's nice. So I'm like, okay. So I call her back and she was like, here's my husband's number. Go ahead and call him. You know, if he does pick up, leave a message, la, la, la. So I did that. And then I was like, you know, this is no way. And I kept saying to myself, this is probably not how you want to carry on your life by being negative. But I said to myself, this is not happening. So then, um, I call and I leave a message just as she instructed. And I'm thinking to myself, and this is when I was, you know, running around town teaching a whole bunch of little tiny classes about, you know, and a bunch of little studios because I love little studios. I'm not really a big box gym kind of person. And um, so I called and I left a message and then I heard back from him. And it was after I was teaching that class, a class by one of these tiny places that he called me back and left me a message because I was teaching at the time. And so I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is a hoax. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and call him back. And of course we have, you know, uh, I get him. He's, uh, I actually reach him. So I, we started talking and so he's asking me about my background and la 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 la. And he's like, okay, well, I need you to show me proof of all your certifications and, um, send me your resume, la la la. And gratefully for me, I always keep an updated resume. I never really look for a job because I've always been independent and I've always just been that girl. I don't know. I always feel like I should be prepared for anything. You just never really know. So I always keep an updated resume. I have no idea where I learned that from but somewhere along the way. I've learned to do that. Um, so right away I was able to shoot him off all of the copies of my certification because I kept those on file and also my resume, my, my most recent resume. 
And so I didn't hear from them for quite a few number of days. And so I just kind of forgot about it again. I was like, okay, well, that was exactly what I thought it was. This is not going to happen. And then, of course, you know, later on, he was like, you know, he had already talked with the other coaches and he said, you know, we want, we want to come in. We want you to come in and I want to introduce you to the rest of the team and the rest of the coaches. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> could it be? So then I ended up, you know, making all of the contacts and going in and meeting with all the coaches. And, uh, and so they decided that they liked me and that they're going to bring me on to have them teach, have me teach the, um, the track team for Ohio State. So that was how that whole thing happened. It wasn't anything that I'd planned on. It was just something I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to be able to do. And I have a really strong pedigree and I'm certainly proud of it, but it's not anything I really talk about all the time because I think that it has nothing to do with me helping you. And that's the part that I think most people don't understand. I'm really proud of where I've come and what I've done and how I'm going about it. But I just, my only intent is to help you. Like if I could help you to not struggle, to struggle less with something, or if you feel like you have questions or I just don't put any sort of judgment on anything because I think, you know, we're all exactly where we need to be, but we all want to be better than where we are. And so my MO has always been to want to help people, but I want to be as educated as possible with experience and knowledge to be able to bring people forward into what they feel is their best selves. So I don't really like to apply specific formulas, but I try to make sure I have a lot of different experiences to be able to help anyone. Now that sounds really, um, uh, what do you call it? They say if you don't have a niche market that you're not really helping anyone. I tend to kind of disagree, but I'm just telling you a little bit about myself and what's, you know, where I'm at right now with my career wise and uh, how I'm, how I'm going about it. So I have an exercise, I have a master's in exercise science. And like I said, cumulative, I didn't even know until I had to actually present all of my information to the Ohio State team. Uh, that's how hard I worked my ass off for that. So to know that I had it in cumulative, I was just really impressed with myself. I also have a bachelor's in health administration, uh, health administration and health, health administration is just like running hospitals or you can run a gym with that, I guess, if you want to. I never really felt like I did anything with it. Um, and also I have an AAS, Associate of Applied Science in Sports and Exercise Studies, which I got from a small community college that I ended up teaching for quite a few years for um, locally. And I'm also in their Hall of Fame, too. So I've been committed to fitness all across the board. So I've always had the same interest ever since I can remember. I've taught yoga. I've been trained in Ashtanga. That's my first love. I still practice Ashtanga six days a week minus Saturdays and moon days. And I've been certified for a little more than probably 18, 19 years by now. Um, I've taught group cycling. I started off as a spinning instructor and I've taught that for probably 17, 18 years. And as you may have already know, if I've indicated, I've been a personal trainer for, for over, for over 30 years. I've owned and operated my studio for many years. Um, I've trained amateur and professional athletes. I've taught for several years at a small community college, as I've already mentioned, and I competed in fitness competitions for a few years. I think I did that for about five years. I was never any good at it. Please do not be impressed with that. But it's just one of those other things that you can add to your arsenal for me that I have. That's part of my experience and things that of which I've learned from. 
I've also trained a quadriplegic to do a, I think it was a bike race. I want to say it was the Pelotonia. We have a Pelotonia here. If you're not, if you're not from here, we have a race that's called the Pelotonia. It's a fight against cancer. And I trained someone to run about a quarter of that race. That was an amazing experience for me. And also has heightened my experience. You know, it's, it's opening up my, my arsenal a little bit more. Uh, I believe my most exceptional accomplishment was my raising of my two boys. They are incredible human beings in the light of our lives and the light of the lives of others. And uh, that's probably my best accomplishment. And my husband and I were talking about that the other day, how much we just, you know, we just love that we had them. (laughs) Like they're literally the light of our lives. We try to have a life outside of them. So far it's not working. But they just, they really are the light of our lives and just amazing people. But I focus on low impact uh, because you don't have to flip tires. You don't have to balance on your eyelashes. Always say this, or you don't have to do backflips to be able to get a really good workout. You can certainly do it if it's a well-designed workout and it's challenging. And I don't, I, I for one, don't really want to jump around. I I love to save my joints. The older I get, the more I don't want to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so I really focus on having it being challenged while m- keeping it low impact. So that's kind of where my heart is at this moment. Technically, I'm an exercise physiologist, which all that means is I have a master's in exercise science. Uh, in my mind, the only thing I haven't really tackled is something like this, is, which is a podcast, which is a podcast, which I intend to do a series of interviews, riffs, And I really want to inspire people to live their best life. Where have you heard that before? Everywhere. But that's currently, that's where I am with my brand is as an inspirational person who um, educates you and encourages you to live your best life. Currently, I live in Columbus, Ohio. I am married to my best friend and the love of my life. And as I said, we have two boys who live in Los Angeles. They're in LA pursuing their own dreams. Um, But you're definitely going to hear from my husband. I'll have to get his permission first, but I'd love to interview him um, because he's got a lot of great wisdom too. And he has my back all the time and helps me through so many things. So I communicate best normally through writing. So doing a podcast for me is a little bit of a stretch. Um, You can catch me on... Other platforms like Velminator Clean Life, I, that's my Instagram platform, or Pinterest as The Velminator. Or you can also follow me on my Facebook fan page, it's, which is facebook.com forward slash The Velminator. I do a free 10 to 15 minute low impact workout every single Wednesday on my Facebook page. And I also do some live videos that have to do with motivation and a ridiculously amazing product that I sell. My website is www.valminator.com. I currently have a gratitude challenge on my Instagram feed. Um, It's called Gratitude Fridays. There's someone else that actually stole that. I don't know if they stole it or they certainly didn't mean to, but um, they... uh, it's called Gratitude Fridays as well, but if you go into at Bellman Your Clean Life, you'll be able to see that I have a challenge every Friday, and it's a jar, and it's all this whole involvement with the jar and being gra- grateful. There is less than I think one or two percent of the population that is um, that practices gratitude, and I think that's crazy. 
gratitude has done so much for my life that I, that is an entirely separate episode. So I'm not even going to go down that road, but it has done so much for my life that I can't even begin to describe to you how much it's changed my life or how it's changed my life. But I do have a story for that. And I'll, I'll make that on another episode as a riff. So as someone who comes from parents who are both educators, my dad has a PhD in education, literally in education. My mom taught kids with LD for several years. And I have to say that that was a huge reason why I have so many degrees. I don't, I don't think that you need a degree at all. I think you should be educated in certain things. Like I would never advocate for a doctor to go out and be a doctor without, <clears throat> excuse me, without formal training. But I do believe that, um, there's things that you just don't need to be successful, especially now. And so I've encouraged my kids really, I mean, both of them actually have degrees. One didn't finish because his stuff started taking off so quickly that I told him, just don't do it. I said, well, you know, I'm going to support any decision that you make because I think kids need to learn how to make their own decisions. And to be able to do that, you have to let them make their own decisions. Um, but the person five years prior to that conversation that I had with my son, I probably would have told him he probably should finish the degree, but I also saw how miserable he was and I, I didn't want him to regret because you can always go back and finish the degree. And I didn't want him to regret opportunities that he was getting before he even finished the degree. So he already had the connections. He already had, he was flying back and forth between Florida and LA and he was already making connections and people were already asking him to do the work that he was loving. Um, and this kid has been at this since three years old. So I knew that it was time. So I encouraged him to do what he felt in his heart. So that's what he did. So him and his little brother now live out in LA. Both of them are creative talents. I didn't <laughs> I want to say I had nothing to do with it. We weren't trying to, we weren't trying to create art farts, but we encouraged them to do what they love to do. Uh, whatever the hell that was, that was our, that was our thing as parents, because we felt like we had to be, we had to have our degrees, you know, since my parents, his, both of his parents actually were educators too. So we felt like we were always encouraged to get the degrees, but now you're in a bunch of debt. And then what is that? You know what I mean? It wasn't anything. We just said to ourselves, we don't want to do this to our kids. We want them to feel free to have the decisions. We will support you in whatever. Just let us know. So that's kind of how we raised them. So they all both ended up as art farts and for them to flourish with what they're doing, we helped them move out to California because that's what they wanted to do. They're still there. It's been three or four years by now that they've been out there. They do really, really well for themselves. We are very proud of them. Um, but you know, time doesn't stand still and everything keeps moving forward. So they continue to find opportunities and do really well for themselves. And so they now are in turn teaching us. And I think that's the amazing part is that you raise your kids well enough. Eventually they'll be able to teach you and help you spread your wings a little bit more because that's the position that we're in right now. So we love learning from them. And, um, it's just been an amazing ride being parents. We're, we're both, we're empty nesters now. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of where, where we are. So I raised, I was raised with the belief 
and requirement that education will make all the difference. And I just don't think that that's true. There's nothing like the horror and excitement that in co that compares to owning your own destiny. So here's to here's to all the entrepreneurs out there or people that want to start their own thing. So thank you so much if you made it all the way to the end of this podcast. I really do appreciate you listening or being interested. I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So welcome to my first episode of my introduction to myself. Um, we'll see what we have going on for the next podcast. Thank you. Bye. Bye!